0: Third time's a charm, am I right? Welcome, welcome back to the Home Dogs Podcast. We are broadcasting episode three today on October 24th, 2019. It's a Thursday. We've got Thursday night football. We've got stuff to talk about. The World Series is underway Nationals are leading 2-0 over the Astros. Took two road games. NBA just started on Tuesday. We've got a jam-packed show. College football on Saturday, week 9. NFL is in week 8. We are heating up. October is the month to watch sports. Let's get it rolling today. On this week's episode... We have two very special guests. I start off with Ken Miller, co-host of Miller & Condon on KXNO Daily from 10 to noon here in Des Moines area. And then I follow up the show with the return of Johnny Avello, a DraftKings maker. We are on a hot streak. Yes, baby, we won a beautiful 4-1 a week ago. Nailed the lock of the week. Michigan plus 9 at Penn State. Hit that under of Iowa and Purdue. And Iowa State covered minus 7 against Texas Tech. And then in the NFL, the Cardinals beat the Giants. They only had to cover three points, and then our only loss of the weekend was a disappointing loss. We had Lions plus two, and they got smoked against the Vikings. But hey, guess what? We went four and one last week. Our last three weeks, we are 10 and six. We are on fire. The last two weeks, we are a dazzling seven and three. Let's keep this crap rolling and win you some more money. Money, 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 money. Alright, so speaking of some hot streaks, I want to give a little shout out to a local team. I know this is a gambling podcast, and no, I do not recommend anybody bet on high school sports or start up any high school sports betting operations, but... Friday, there's a huge, magnificent, amazing game of the century in Ida Grove. Number four, undefeated Green County taking on number five, undefeated OIBCIG. There's so much on the line. I'm jacked up for this game. District title, winner gets the district title, winner finishes the season undefeated, winner gets home playoff advantage for the first two rounds. Winner essentially locks up a top 4 playoff seed. This is incredible. This is an amazing game. The Rams have won 11 straight regular season games. They're they're the last team to beat OABCIG in the regular season. They smoked them last year in the final game of the year. So, if you are looking for some hot High school action Friday night. Head over to Ida Grove, and you will not be disappointed. Two amazing offenses. OABCIG averages fifteen points, fifty points a game. Green County's at forty-four points a game. These two teams, two great quarterbacks, Brent Riley and K- and uh, Cooper DeGene. It's gonna be a fantastic game. Now get your bus over to Ida Grove. All right. As we transition into my picks for the week, I'm not feeling that confident. Honestly, I thought about maybe even taking this week off. I know I say it every week that I don't like the lines, the broken record over and over and over. And I had a huge week last week going four and one. But this weekend, I would not be surprised if I miss every single one of my picks. These spreads, unlike last week, these are some wider spreads, bigger spreads, some different spreads that I'm not crazy about. And they've moved a lot. I mean, in my Home Dogs column, which you can find in the Jefferson Herald today and the Carol Times Herald tomorrow, and we'll have it online, sweet little... Shameless plug there, but in my column, I started off with taking Nebraska as a home dog against Indiana, and what do you know, already today, Nebraska's flipped to a two and a half point favorite, so that's kind of what we're looking at this week, Iowa State opened up as minus seven favorites, seven point favorites at home against Oklahoma State, and now it's up to ten and a half Oh, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, jeez. It's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating when my lines move like this. Obviously, I'm not a huge, experienced gambler. But I have a feeling when you have such movement throughout a week, it's going to be a tough slate for any gambler. Uh, So... I'll get it I'll still stick with Nebraska to to cover against Indiana. They're at home. They need a win another win. They need a home victory. They need to get going. I know Nebraska's not a great team, but I don't necessarily think they're as bad as they've been playing. I don't know, I may be wrong, so in Indiana I think the big reason why the Indiana line it moved to Nebraska's favorite is because Indiana's quarterback is a game-time decision. I guess I should have checked before this, but at least yesterday I know he was a game-time decision that could be huge for the Huskers. So I'll still take Nebraska at as 2.5-point favorites against Indiana. I wish I could have those two points back, but that's who I'll take. And then we'll move on to the Iowa State-Oklahoma State game. Now, as I said earlier, it's moved up to ten and a half as Iowa State favorites. I I thought that was a little... That I mean, a seven would be wonderful. I would have hit that in a heartbeat. I'm still taking Iowa State to cover because Oklahoma State's defense is atrocious. They are giving up somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 points a game. Iowa State's been on a roll as of late ever since losing to Baylor obviously brocktober has been rolling along I think Iowa State's got a better got a decent enough defense to slow Oklahoma State down so I see Iowa State barely covering and then there's one maybe by 12 points but they do cover since they are back home haven't been playing to at home for a while it finally probably shouldn't rain either, so the the crowd should be jacked up. I see Iowa State keeping it going. Oklahoma State isn't as good as people predicted at the beginning of the year, so that's my other pick, Iowa State, and then I'll move us into Iowa Northwestern, the Hawkeyes kryptonite, Pat Fitzgerald. They know... The Northwestern is not a good team this year, but that does not matter in the Northwestern-Iowa rivalry. Northwestern is a 10-point underdog at home against an Iowa team that cannot score. I think that alone is a huge motivating factor for the Wildcats and Pat Fitzgerald. They've mentioned over the years that they know what Iowa's going to do. Obviously, I know what they're gonna do too. It's just irritating. As a, if you watch any Iowa games, you know what they're gonna do. It's just repetitive. And Northwestern of all teams seems like they know how to crack the not very difficult Iowa code. So I see Northwestern covering there easily. Heck, who knows? They may even win. So if you're getting a little, if you're feeling a little confident, feeling a little risky, take the money line on Northwestern. They can hit you big. Let's see what else. Who and what else I got today. I think that's pretty light on the picks. Who else did I pick? I'm trying to think who else I had on that for a second. My B Hurl Spicy Mustard Hot Dog Pick of the Week. Shout out, no sponsor yet. That's a big spot right there. Is the lock is Notre Dame being a one point favorite at Michigan. I think Notre Dame is a much better team than Michigan. I think Notre Dame is a better team than Penn State. I know there hasn't been a whole lot to show the why Notre Dame's better, but Ian Book is a good quarterback. Notre Dame has a better offense than Michigan. I don't see Michigan staying within a point, so I think this is an easy pick. I know it's at the the big house, but Michigan is has had a tough schedule the last few weeks. I think it's about time that that wears down. Jim Harbaugh probably can't keep these guys going, so that's that's my lock of the week. Notre Dame keeps it going, and they easily cover against Michigan. And then that leads me to, I don't have any particular over-unders that I like this week. But if you're looking at a possible under, this may become as a surprise. But I think the Oklahoma State-Iowa State game actually goes under. Last I checked, that over under was at 63.5, which almost feels like the perfect number because Oklahoma State and Iowa State each average over 30 points a game, especially Iowa State the last few games, they've been averaging about 40 points a game, but if it was in the 50s, I think I would take it over, but because the over-under is at 63.5, I'm going to have to bet under. Yes, it's still at 63.5. So if you're looking at an over-under and want to take an under this week, I know it's not that fun to bet unders because you're rooting for teams not to score. But look at that one. Take Iowa State under 63 and a half. And that leads me to my bonus pick of the week. Yes, as I said earlier, previous episodes, I'm a huge NBA guy. Huge, huge, huge. So the NBA started this week. It feels a little early, but I'm riding hot. I'm overreacting after game one. I'm riding Carl Anthony Towns MVP right now. I gave you Anthony Davis leading scorer, possibly, but Carl Anthony Towns MVP odds right now. If you lock it in, he's at plus seven thousand you're making big bucks if he comes through if he's hitting that three-pointer like he was last night he shot seven of eleven from three scored 36 had 14 boards he was just crushing it they beat the nets the new look nets in overtime if Carlton towns can be as assertive as he should be sometimes he shies away from the ball sometimes he Spends too much time outside in the three-point line, but if he gets figures it out and has a nice balance of inside-out game, I could see him turning it up and being a possible MVP candidate. Granted, that would mean the Minnesota T-Wolves, Timberwolves would have to climb up deep into the playoff race in the Western Conference. I think if you tr- if you're trying to win an MVP, you need to probably get into the five seed which a five seed, and if Carl D'Anthony Town is averaging 25 and 12, I think that would, with four three-pointers a game, I think that would put him up at the top of the MVP race. So that's what we are looking at right there. I say hit that if you want to chase something a little bit. So those are my picks this week. I'm picking Northwestern, Nebraska, Iowa State, in Notre Dame with an under of the Iowa State, Oklahoma State game. Time for some segments. Now we have the next version of Talking Sports with an elementary school. Let's get back into it and talk to Caden. Here we go. Hey Kaden! What's uh, up, Dad? bro? Woo! Chilling in the village of all hello. the men and women. We would like to say hello to my spo- my sponsor, which is me. You're Hur- sponsoring yourself? Yeah, and it is nice. the Hurley Channel. The Woo! Hurley Channel. Well, here we are, talking sports with an elementary student. And, uh, He's, I'm Kaden Hurley. Really? You got a, you got a joke you know? for us? And yes, I do. Oh, yes, you do. What's your joke? Nah, nah. Uh, while he finds his joke, he had a rough week last week picking the games. Caden went 1-3. I think his record now is 2-6 on the year. So he's struggling just a little bit. This kid needs to get it going. Um, we'll see if he can get get it flowing. And Okay, he's got a joke for us now. Let's Not hear anymore. it. Oh, the, you don't have a joke? So what you been up to lately, bud?
1: Hmm i been at school.
0: How many football games have you watched in the last week? I don't know. Six? Couple. Couple? You watched a couple games? Mm-hmm. When? I don't know. I was with you. When did you watch the game? Okay, no I didn't. Okay. Oh, this Why
1: don't you see drafts in elementary school? Because they're all in high
0: school. Ha 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 Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Alright, let's make our let's get into our picks quick this week. Um, what's your favorite sport?
1: Um, racing
0: racing huh who's your favorite driver i don't know come on now all right who's it who's it who's who's your favorite driver um i mean i'm not it's not about the drivers i'm i just like the cars. this guy right here Caden hurley is going to make some picks You need to get on a hot streak so the first game we will pick first game we have this week Hi. is Hi. first game we have this week is Oklahoma State at Iowa State, minus 10. You picked Oklahoma State last week and missed that one. Baylor blew you out of the water. Who are you taking in this one? Iowa State is minus 10. They're favored. Who are you picking? Who's the other guy? Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. That's who you're picking? Yeah. Okay. He's going with Oklahoma State. You might be in for a hard And work. I have another round of Caden's Stupid Jokes. Okay, another round of Caden's Stupid Jokes. What do we got? What did the apple say to the cake? What did the apple say to the cake? Don't say apple cake because it's going to be stupid. <laughs> apple cake. That's so... Sta- I told you not to say that. Okay, game number two of the week. Who do we have here? What did the apple say to the orange? So Iowa, it's another 10-point spread here. I think Northwest, Iowa at Northwestern. Northwestern is a 10-point underdog. Mm-hmm. Iowa's favored by 10. Mm-hmm. Who are you taking yes. in this game and why? Iowa, because I don't know, but I just like Iowa. Mm, okay. I'm like, Iowa! You cannot scream into the mic like that. Okay, those are two picks. It's always fun talking with Kaden. Hopefully, that little guy gets on a win streak because he deserves it, and he needs to get it rolling. Now, we roll into this week's guest, which is a very special one. I think it was—it's really cool. Obviously, all my guests I think are pretty cool, but this week we feature a long conversation with Ken Miller, a longtime. Des Moines radio sports radio talk show host he's a big gambler as well he loves sports gambling he loves to talk about the lines he was early in on it in the 90s bringing it to Des Moines he actually was on the very first show sports talk show in Des Moines he ushered in the sports talk era into the area So he's got a lot of experience there. So we touch on his career a little bit and then we go a little more into detail on his habits with sports gambling and what he likes and how he goes about things. So, yeah, let's enjoy this conversation. Here we go. So now I welcome on. A great guest, Ken Miller. He's uh, one of the co-hosts of Miller and Condon on KXNO. They are on daily from 10 to noon each day. And the two of them also have a sports betting show on media called Inside the Numbers. And you said Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays, correct?
1: Yeah, we recorded on uh,
0: Wednesdays,
1: and it airs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Saturday morning, uh, various times uh, before kickoff. So, yeah, three days, um, three days' worth
0: awesome yeah and uh well thanks ken for having us on for coming and joining us and one of the reasons that i wanted to have ken on is i i know he's been a big radio personality throughout des moines throughout the probably the last 25 years and he's a he's a big guy in sports gambling and horse racing as well so i figured he's a perfect guest for us today so thanks ken for joining us
1: brandon i'm happy to do it Uh, hasn't been quite 25 years this is year 24 but uh it's uh, It's gone by fast. It's a great way to make a living and, you know, being able to talk about Iowa and Iowa State and the four NFL teams and all the uh, Major League Baseball markets. You know, Des Moines doesn't have that Major League team, but we're very fortunate that we can, you know, it's a huge college town or a huge college state, as you know, and all the NFL uh, interests out there makes it really easy, especially in this time of year.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. And I w- So, have you always been in radio, or was kind of coming to Des Moines your first kind of dabble in sports talk radio?
1: Well, I grew up in Winnipeg, and my first uh, my first radio when I was, a, oh, I think, a teenager. I worked at a racetrack, the horse racetrack up there, and I did the race results, which are, were a big thing, believe it or not, back in the 70s. There was, you know, there was very little uh, forms of gambling other than betting on horses, so. Uh, race results on the radio. People would come to the track or have somebody take money out to the track for them, and they'd want to hear how they did. And the race results on the radio were very popular. So that was my my first, uh, I guess, dabbling into the radio business. Then I branched out a little bit. I did some updates on the really popular FM morning show. I was the you know filled in there. But I was a horse race caller for years. That's how I kind of got into the you know the broadcasting business and branched out into a little TV, all based on, uh, you know, the horse racing, uh, and then came to Des Moines at, back in 1996, and believe it or not, on June the 23rd, there was no sports talk radio in Des Moines, but starting wow. on June the 24th until this very day, obviously, it's been here. So, yeah, I did the very first show uh, of sports talk back
0: in June of 1996. So what was that like trying to break into Sports Talk in Des Moines? Was it difficult to get people to pay attention to you guys, or what was that process like? Well, it was we, – you know, we were ill-prepared
1: and ill-equipped to do it um, because, you know, we didn't grow up here. And we, I, at the time, didn't realize how important Iowa and Iowa State were to our mm-hmm. audience. So, you know, we, could, we were both big baseball nuts, big NFL nuts. And, well, you know, you can carry a show like that you have to play the hits is what I was taught. And by, by by, what I mean by that is the audience wants to hear about their Cyclones. The audience wants to hear about their Hawkeyes. And in the winter months, they want to hear about the Missouri Valley conference when Drake or you and I are both relevant and we're fortunate the most, most years, one of those two schools has a good, uh, has a good season, but we were the only game in town. So it made it a lot easier. I mean, there was, there was no other options. If there were, um, we were entertaining, we were good, but, you know, we didn't realize uh, just how important local, local, local is, and, uh, you know, learned as the process went along that, you know, you could, I could literally do a Iowa and an Iowa State segment every day
0: and not lose our audience. Yeah, absolutely. I I know how it is. I grew up... Uh listening to Iowa Hawkeye football games and then listening to the sound off afterwards. So, sure. and then, and then as I got older, listening to KXNO. So yeah, I'm glad that sports radio is here in Des morning because I can't imagine what my drive to I commute every day to work. So I can't imagine what my drive would be like all that time.
1: <laughs> no, it's, it's certainly different. And it's a, you know, it's a niche audience, but it's a growing audience. And I appreciate the fact that, you know, the, the, the talking, the the hosts are adapting to various styles and there's more people that are interested. The audience is broader than it ever was. And, you know, I work with a lot of very talented people that realize, you know, you've got to have a little bit of fun with what you do. And, you know, you're a sports talk show. That doesn't mean you have to talk sports, you know, the entire time. Now, you know, I'm old school. I do. It's, it's hard for me to change what I've always done. But the station, uh, KXNO, has never been better. Uh, and I'm very you know, fortunate to be a part of it still.
0: Yeah, speaking of change, and you've kind of alluded to it already, but what would you say has been the biggest change for Sports Talk Radio here in Iowa since you've been here?
1: Well, the, the two the two biggest, I think, benefits of it, for Twitter is, you know, I'm not a social media junkie per se. I don't have a Facebook mm-hmm. account. But Twitter is so good for what we do, as I'm sure it is for you as well. Um, you know, there's a lot of bad with Twitter, but there's a lot of really good. Instead of, you know, breaking stories, um, you know, breaking stories when you're on the air, you, do, you get those instantly if you've got your Twitter feed open and you're following the right people. Uh, HDTV is huge for what we do. You know, now you can – It's you don't have to go to games. And mm-hmm. I don't like going to games because I, I'm going to miss something. I want to run a play back and watch it right away. You know, if I go to an Iowa State game, I'm going to miss the Iowa game. Or if I go to an Iowa game, I don't want to miss the Iowa State game. Uh, So those two things, and believe it or not, back in 1996, there were no computers back then. So we had the newspaper, the sports section Mm -hmm. in front of us, and if the papers were late that day, not that we read the paper, but that was the only place we could go and see, you know, who's pitching tonight for the Twins, you know, who's up against the Twins and Tigers, what's the probable pitcher, or how many games out of the first place are the Cubs, or how many yards did Sage Rosenfels throw for those things weren't at the available at your fingertips when we first started. So if the newspapers, because we were a morning show back then, uh, if the newspapers were late or, or unavailable for whatever reason due to weather or something, then you know, we were for, we would keep yesterday's paper, the day before's paper handy just so we could, you know, reference it. But uh, I would say those have been the three biggest changes. Computers, you know, on Twitter with the instant news that you get with it and HDTV has been, uh, just been um, – you, uh, you can't minimize just how important it's been to watching these games and watching them closely and then being able to opine on them.
0: Yeah, that's a, those are all great points as to how it makes content much more easier for you guys. I can't imagine – it's crazy to think how quickly things have evolved in the last 20 years. It's hard to imagine trying to do a radio show or a podcast without having those stats and stuff just instantly available. So kind of talking about that content level, is it hard to come up with when, like, say you're not in football season or you're not in basketball uh-huh. season, is it difficult sometimes to come up with a full two hours of content for you guys? Well, it's, we, I think that we probably call it the most
1: difficult time to do sports from the time the Nets are cut down uh, in the NCAA championship. I mean, that seemingly you go right into the Masters. Baseball's getting underway, and thankfully the Cubs have been good because the Cubs moved the needle in central Iowa. Uh, I'm a horse racing guy, so I'm going to talk about the Kentucky Derby, mm-hmm. especially if there's a local horse into it. And by the, by the time you get to May, you know, some of the college football magazines are starting to come out. There's seemingly, there's always a story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always something that, You know, you can start your show with and keep your audience and kind of set the stage for what you're going to do in that two-hour block. Our show is our show is guest-driven as opposed to caller-driven. You know, I've done them both. I've been on shows that just take one call after another, Um, and now I've kind of at at this point, you know, I'm kind of going in a different direction. That I think it's better when when I'm talking or Trent and I or whoever I'm working with are talking about a game. Well, we had you on you know when, yeah. and, uh, when Nick Nurse is Nick Nurse is trying to win a uh, an NBA championship as a coach uh in Toronto and he's got Iowa ties and my gosh I'd love to do something who who can I get to talk about Nick Nurse well lo and behold I come across a paper in Carol Iowa and, to, and it was great and I I said this you know numerous times on the air it was it was wonderful that they you know, found a budget to, for you to get in your car and to get up there and to co-cover a local guy trying to reach his dream. So those are the kind of things that, uh, the, that's kind of how I have moved my, moved the show. It's kind of what, if I was, would I, if I was sitting in my car, would I listen to what I'm saying on the radio? <laughs> and if I think I would like it and I hope the audience would like it.
0: Yeah, those are all great points. That's, that's kind of the more interesting more interesting shows out there out there are the ones that have guests on there instead of like Collins are all right every once in a while or but if you're if it's a host out there who's just out there by himself just commenting on whatever and doesn't have any dueling opinions I think that quickly kind of becomes boring to some of the viewers so I I really like that stuff just having different guests so yeah, on
1: Unfortunately, look, I've been able to build up a really good Rolodex over the year. Perfect example, today's Wednesday. We're getting ready to go on the air, uh, and David Kaplan from Chicago is our regular Wednesday guest. He's worked all over Chicago. If you're a Cubs fan, you've watched him on TV. He does local TV. He does a a radio show on ESPN 1000 there. He broke the story today that David Ross is going to get the Cubs managerial gig. And right after he broke it, He's on the radio in Des Moines, you know, to, to share how that all came together. So, you know, I, I, I think it's the way to do it. I know that, um, you know, it's not necessarily uh, certainly the way my, uh, my, any of my colleagues do it. I don't – it's kind of – you know, when people ask me about that, it's, it's kind of like pizza. Some people like cheese pizza. Some people like the, the works on it you know, sports talk radio is kind of like that as well. Some of them like you want to hear callers. Some of them think callers bring the show down. KXNO has got a great variety and, you know, all the shows uh, for the most part are different. So if you like that radio station, if you don't like this particular show, a couple hours later, there's another one coming that maybe will get your attention.
0: Yeah, exactly. And while we're on it, since you've been in Des Moines so long, and you've had so many guests on your show. Who are some of your favorite guys that you've had and interviewed personally? Well,
1: I mean, Paul Allen, the voice of the Vikings, is uh, he's a terrific, uh, terrific guest, and boy, there's been so many over the years. Um, you know, this week I'm very grateful to Tim McClellan. Uh, you know, the Central mm-hmm. Iowa umpire uh, Eric Cooper passed away, and you know Tim McClellan was he's one of the most decorated umpires that's ever stood. Uh, behind home plate and called balls and strikes, uh, and sadly in the circumstances, you know I was able to reach out to Tim and to get, uh, and Tim came on and he didn't want to, uh, but he wanted to. You know he, he got back to me and said, you know what, you're right. I want to honor my friend. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, um, I'll find 15 minutes and I'll be able to hold it together. Let's do it. Tim Dwight was in the Super Bowl in, what year was it? 1999, I think, Atlanta versus Denver. And the Friday of Super Bowl week, I was working at a station, the sports station, the only one was the Jock 1071 at the time. And Tim Dwight came on the phone, got up in the morning, um, jumped on the phone with us, and then actually was willing to. To let some of the audience ask him a question, you know, wow, that's awesome. fans. Yeah, it was great. So I'll never forget that. But you know, I've had um, I've had an opportunity to interview a lot of people, uh, whether they be players or coaches. You don't get a lot from coaches. You really don't.
0: No, um, no, you don't.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what that's like. But yep. I'd, much, I'd much rather interview you know guys that cover the team. Um, so those, I guess, there's been too many to just identify. But those are a couple of uh, highlights. Yeah,
0: yeah, that makes complete sense. The, we won't spend too much more time on your career, but kind of going off that, what's, in today's days, what's probably your the most difficult thing as a radio host for you?
1: Oh, boy. Uh, uh, well, T V when it goes out in the store, <laughs> in, the middle of, uh, in the middle of a big game. Or when I went, like last weekend, I when Iowa State were both Uh, 11 o'clock kickoffs trying to balance those because Mm -hmm. look i didn't grow up here i didn't go to iowa i didn't go to iowa state and i think that's one of the things that's helped my career is i'm i'm the most neutral sports talk host in the history of the state of iowa There's, Mm -hmm. there's no question about it right i want them both to win and i can get on the radio and i can praise them when they win and i can criticize them if something goes wrong whether it be a coach or a player and i don't i know that people are out there that you know, that think it's over the line to criticize a student athlete. And I get that. I do. Um, but you, you you have to be able to do that. So I guess when, you know, when the TV signal would go out, as it makes it as difficult <laughs> as anything. Uh, there's really – and then, you know, like I said, back in the May, June, and May June and July, mm-hmm. those are the dog days, if you will, uh, of sports talk radio.
0: Yeah, last, well, speaking of that, last night I was – I have a Hulu Live and i was trying to watch the Raptors opening night game and my internet just kept cutting out it probably (laughs) cut out 15 different times and i was getting pretty mad so i understand that struggle it's just sometimes technology is great but sometimes it gets on our nerves (laughs) no doubt about it okay so we'll we'll kind of transition into your your sports gambling experience obviously you started like you said at a young age around horse racing so and then I know you're still a big horse racing guy today. So what is it about horse racing that's kind of hooked you and kept you going throughout your life?
1: Well, I mean, I made my living at it for a long time. Um, you know, I would, I, would, I loved going to the races. I don't know what it was. I just loved to watch horses run. And then, you know, starting to bet on them a little bit was uh, was was fun for me. Uh, but then just the the ability to to call a horse race, to get paid for doing it, it was it was a pretty cool gig, and I did it for, you know, 23 years. I called over 40,000 horse races, which is just oh, wow. a crazy number of races, uh, and it, it brought me to the United States, which I'm grateful for as well, because, you know, I'm a Canadian citizen still, and I got an opportunity to uh, to come and audition at Prairie Meadows back in 1989, and I did so, and uh, I won the audition, and I uh, was here until the place closed in 1991 in the pre-casino era. Uh, moved to Denver and opened up a track there, which was great because I was always a Broncos fan. That's my NFL mm-hmm. team is, is the Broncos. So I uh, love doing that. And, you know, back in, when we first started radio, we would do point spreads on the, uh, we put, you know, we involved the point spreads in our conversation. And that was kind of like, a, believe it or not, it was, no-no, if you will, the risk maybe. Oh, my God, they're talking gambling and they're talking point spreads and that's an illegal activity. Well, yeah, it's an illegal at the time it was. Um, we weren't, you know, encouraging you to bet. We weren't taking any bets or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We were just, you know, so-and-so's favored by a touchdown or, you know, those type of things. So um, I've always included, incorporated when I could the, the, the betting line. Uh, into our conversation not every conversation but it's always been a part of my show
0: yeah and it's just it just makes things more more interesting interesting it's it's just another topic to talk about and obviously as many sports gamblers know if it's a game that you're not interested in as a fan you put a little money on it and right and then it, it makes you make you watch it more often
1: no, I, I I absolutely think there's something to that. If you could you know, if you're, if you're sitting at home and you got nothing to do and my partner Trent Condon calls it his entertainment tax. And I think that's a pretty good way of, you know, describing it. He's gonna watch a game, he's Trent bets five or ten dollars a game. He's not a big better, but he just likes to have a little action on his get en, on his entertainment tax. And I'm yes, you know, I'm the, I'm same the, way. I'm the I, I'm the same way, too. It's I, one of the sports bets I like the most. It might not be the best bet out there. I love to find a future. You know, for, the, mm-hmm. for, for instance, this year, I took the Cowboys to win over nine games. I'm not a Cowboys Ooh. fan, but I thought that I looked at their schedule. I thought, wow, they get Washington twice. Well, there's two. They get the Giants twice. Now we're four. All they got to do is win five games for me to get my money back and six games for me to cash my ticket. So, Point being is, you know, I've got action every time the Cowboys take the field. I might not go by my way to watch them if the Broncos are playing, but I know in the middle of the afternoon on Thanksgiving Day, it's the only game in town, and if I have a bet on the game or not, uh, I've still got this futures ticket where at least I've got a little something riding. Or baseball season. I find a team and you know, the over is 84 games. And I'm probably not going to watch anywhere close to 100 yeah, no. <laughs> their entire season. But if they happen to be on, you know, I'm going to root for that team because I've got a future bet on it. So I've always liked, loved the futures bets for, you know, that's my entertainment tax, if you will.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that stuff too a lot. And I've done Super Bowl prop bets too. That stuff's fun. Yeah. And uh, speaking of futures bet, I I talked on my podcast a couple weeks ago, and in, in my column that the Raptors win total led by Nick Nurse, their win total was at forty six and a half. And I figured I was like, hey, they don't have Kawhi, but hey, Nick is still a great coach. Right. They still have a lot of players, so I was I'm all over that. And hopefully, it hits. So I I agree with you completely. Like futures bet, they're a lot of fun
1: and one down
0: and 45 to go for your ticket price. <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. It makes all the games that more much more interesting. No so question. Kind of going off that uh what what are some of your what's your probably your favorite sport to to put money on?
1: Oh, I think it has to be football for me. Um it's just because you know I I we follow it so closely. I will not bet. I've got a um, I made a rule and I stand by it. Um and I won't I won't Go anywhere near Iowa, Iowa State. In fact, mm-hmm. when we do our picks on the radio, I won't even include Iowa, and Iowa State in those. I learned my lesson in Fred Hoiberg's first year. I happen to be out in Las Vegas, and he's got a really good team. Royce White's a part of that team. They got a real good team, at least I thought. And they were taking on Drake, and Drake's not worth a darn that year. So I figure, boy, this is easy money. It's November, Christmas is or you know the next month. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna jump out on a limb here. And bet Iowa State I'll have all this extra money at Christmas time. It's going to be a wonderful <laughs> Christmas at the Millers. Well, Drake beat Iowa State, <laughs> and it was the biggest loss I've ever had. And you know, I I took it. I went to Twitter and I tweeted a couple of things about. You know, I became a fan instead of a a sports talk host, right? Mm-hmm. I became I became message board, Ken, which I don't want to be. And, you know, I, I was embarrassed with myself the next morning that I did that, but I'll never bet Iowa, Iowa State, or any of the in-state teams again. But I do enjoy it. I think it's football. Just football is just, just something about the fall, right? There's just something about football season. I mean, there's games every single night for the most part. Um, but I think football is easier to bet, although people that are in the business will tell you that you can make money, that the most vulnerable the sports betting companies are are the month of november in college basketball because they are so involved in setting football lines there's so many college basketball teams uh that are playing um that you can actually find some bad lines and you can exploit those so one of the lessons i've learned from pro bettors is you know college basketball in november is where you could really make some serious
0: money if you do your homework I never even thought about that. That's a that's a great tip. I might have to remember that once we get rolling in a couple of weeks. I like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we talked to a guy today in Vegas on our radio show. Kenny White's his name, and he's a longtime mm-hmm. line maker, very well respected. And uh, you know, he swears by it. And he's not the only one. I've, in fact, I've never spoken to a professional better that has told me otherwise. That. They don't look. For, they look forward to November every year because they can uh, uh, they can make up for some of the losses that they've had and certainly get themselves in a good spot going into the NFL playoffs.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so you mentioned Vegas and you mentioned kind of one of your horror stories. But is there any other stories that maybe are your favorite moments out there betting on some sports? Well,
1: I've been to the look the the, NCAA, the, the opening weekend of the NCAA tournament. I think it's bucket list. Um, it's just it's just so much fun. It's wall to wall, elbow to elbow, uh, in in any of the any of the sports books. Wherever you go in Vegas, find a sports book. There's it's going to be absolutely packed with people that are there for the same reason you are to watch college basketball, to bet on college basketball. There's it's, it starts early in the morning. It's nine o'clock out there. Uh, the late game goes at what seven o'clock. So, you know you've got all day for the most part of betting on games. Super Bowl Sunday is terrific. The, the properties go all out on Super Bowl Sunday to try and, you know, to get you to their place and to entertain you while you're there. As you mentioned early in the conversation, all the Super Bowl props in most places have mm-hmm. different ones. Um, so those are the two that, you know, if you've never been, bucket list for sure, opening weekend of the NCAA tournament, but Super Bowl is a pretty special place to be in Las Vegas as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I can only imagine. I was out to, in Vegas a few years ago. For the second week of the NCAA tournament for a bachelor party so we just missed that and it wasn't I mean there were some people watching the games but there was no it wasn't like it was an appointment viewing and everybody was there so I was kind of disappointed I was like man we missed it by just a week (laughs) and was. it was probably partly part of the reason was the hotels were probably cheaper so that's probably why we went no question that week so so kind of what's your week-to-week process of looking at lines and putting at lines. Do you do some studying at the beginning of the week, or do you like to bet later in the week? Like some, no, some I think some the, the most pros, what do you do?
1: The, the, the two best times to do it for me are when the line is first posted. I mean, Iowa State here's a perfect, perfect example. Iowa State was, I think when the line first came out, it was seven this coming week against Oklahoma State homecoming at Jack Trice. Very quickly the pros started to jump on that line, and it moved all the way up to ten. But if you would have gotten in early, uh, you could have got to Iowa State and only, if you wanted Iowa State, you could have Mm -hmm. got Iowa State and only had to lay seven. you want to make that bet today, you're going to have to lay double digits. So I would do that. Or then just late in the week, once you have all the information, you know, late uh, injuries, guys that, um, you know, are going to be inactive or whatever, if there's something that changes your opinion, early or late seemingly to me is the two best times to go about it. And that's the – you know that's the time that the books see their most action as well.
0: Yeah, I wish I wish I I wrote I write my gambling column on Wednesday, and I wish I could have gone on Iowa State on Monday because I would much rather take that minus seven line than minus ten. But I still decided to go to Iowa State. But man, that, it'd be so nice to have those three points. <laughs> no,
1: no doubt about it. I mean, that's a big number in football.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it really there's gonna be
1: is. A lot of points, a lot of points scored in that football game. I don't know what the total stands at today, but I I mean, Oklahoma state couldn't, can't stop anybody. Their no, offense they can't. is okay. So anyways.
0: Yeah. I think that total is at sixty-three and a half. So I, I think that's all it almost feels seems like that's the perfect number. So It's close.
1: And then Vegas yeah. is pretty good at doing that. Are they not? Yeah, I mean, they, It's crazy how close they got.
0: They absolutely are. Okay. So what we'll kind of just transition since we're kind of on it already, we'll transition to, I'll let you make some picks. Uh, what are some of your favorite games of this week and who are you leaning towards? What's, uh, what's, your, what's kind of your first game that you're looking at?
1: Well, I think my best bet of the week would be in, in the NFL. Um, look, as I said, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. I probably follow, you know, know more about that team than the other 31 in the league. I think Denver's going to get crushed this week in Indianapolis. The Colts, to me, are one of these. I'm not sure if there's a team in the AFC, Patrick Mahomes or not, that can knock off the Patriots, and I say that Based on, I mean, the Patriots' defense is something that they haven't had. They've had some players over the years in New England, but they've got a complete defense this year. Um, but I think the Colts are legit. Their offensive line, their defensive line. Jacoby Brissett is a, I think, a really underrated quarterback in the league. They can run it. Not a lot of weaknesses on this Colts. The Colts are laying. Uh, the Colts are laying six, which seems to me like. You know, like easy money. I, I think, I think Indianapolis is going to pound Denver. Denver's, their locker room's starting to break up. Emmanuel Sanders traded this week to San Francisco. Joe Flacco's not, uh, uh, not the answer there. The defense, well, it's still legit, the offense is nowhere near, uh, some of the good offenses in the league. So I would take the Colts, lay the six, and I feel really good about that one.
0: Yeah. Now that you talk about that, I think it's a great point because the Colts defense, they're quietly one of the best in the league not it doesn't seem like a lot of people are talking how about how great the Colts defense is and then like you said their offense is pretty strong too and Denver can't seem to score I mean they barely could put up points against Kansas City and their defense isn't strong so I like where your pick's going with that one so how about what what do you got next for four minutes uh, if I had
1: to uh college place this weekend I kind of like Arizona State to bounce back. They play UCLA. They're not UCLA's not a very good football team. Not a big number last time I checked. I don't think I have to give up a touchdown. I think it's probably I think it was somewhere around 4 I think the last last check Chip Kelly, you know, they're struggling at UCLA. Herm Edwards has been a I I thought it was a I thought it was a complete disaster when they hired him at Arizona State. I've been proven wrong on that one. I thought he was an NFL guy and what's this guy gonna do in college football? It's so different. You know, you can't be a CEO um, in college like you can be in the NFL as a, as a head football coach. I didn't think you'd want to recruit. I didn't think you'd want to, you know, interact with, uh, you know, the teenagers and try to convince them to come there.
0: I think mm-hmm. Arizona
1: State is legit. They're in the Rose Bowl this weekend. There'll be as many Arizona State fans there as there will be UCLA. So uh, those are my two plays this week. I like the Arizona State laying the number, and uh, the Colts laying the number. Now, I also like the Nationals to win the World Series, and they're up uh, as we record this one game to nothing. I was blown away by the money on that one. I mean, plus 190 on the Nationals? Yeah. Uh, with Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin and Sanchez and that lineup. I Look, I know the Astros are good, and they may well win the World Series, but you were getting almost 2-1 to one to take the National League champions? Yes, please. Uh, yeah. So that that seemed like one that's uh, um that just stood out to me
0: yeah I saw, I, saw, I saw that too and i thought about taking it and it's 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 just a tremendous story and it's 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 crazy to think that they were this close to not even making it past the wild wildcard round <laughs> right. but in error lets them advance and now here they yeah. are in the world series and i think that's just kind of the definition of what makes october baseball so great
1: yeah i absolutely love it i love october october to me is the best month in sports it's not even close I mean, the, 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 the uh, college teams are in the conference play. The NFL's got four or five weeks behind it, so you know how your team's going to do, and they're starting to sort themselves out a little bit. I'm a Canadian, as I shared with you. I love hockey. They're playing. My hometown team's back on the ice, so I'm going to watch my Jets night in and night out. The NBA's about to tip off. College basketball's having media day. Mm-hmm. It seems like it all converges in the month of October, and it's it's so special.
0: Yeah, it's an absolutely great month. And you mentioned hockey. Last question here. Have you ever bet much on a hockey? And is it to me, it almost seems like it's pretty difficult to bet on it. What, what do you think about that? You know, I don't bet much hockey. Every year I'll make one bet, and I've
1: made this bet, you know, since uh, since um, Winnipeg's been in the league. They were in the league, and then they left for Phoenix, which just broke, well, that city's heart and came back in 2011. Mm-hmm. I knew they were going to stink, but I'm going to bet them every year to win the Stanley Cup. Um, <laughs> And if, if they ever do win the Stanley Cup, I'm not even sure I would cash the ticket. I just might frame it, you know, and uh, just be able to look at it. And, you know, they really did that. And, my gosh, I got a ticket on it just so I can have that. But that's the only hockey bet I play. I know a lot of guys do. They usually bet over-unders. For whatever reason, the total on hockey games in the NHL seemingly always is five and a half, five and a half goals. Um, so... That's kind of. I don't play a lot of hockey. I, I watch a lot of it. I don't play. I don't bet on a lot of games.
0: What'd you get the the Jets at for to win the cup?
1: Uh, this year they were eighteen to one, which was lower than they've ever. Well, uh, the year they made it to the conference final a couple of years back, they were a little bit lower too. But usually they're seventy five to one. Know that they're going to be in also ran. Know that they're going to be in the draft lottery. I don't care. I'm going to bet on my team.
0: <laughs> yeah, you might as well, and you could have a nice payday. So Absolutely. Kind of... Going off that, have you ever had a long odds like that happen to you? Have yes. you ever bet someone? No, quote, not what in what hockey. The, the
1: biggest ticket I ever cashed was, uh, was a future bet, uh, but on the Kentucky Derby. So this time of the year, like October, November, December, you can bet on – the properties used to put out like a list of 200 horses, and you can bet one of those horses, and they're always a big number. Um, and you don't get your money back if the horse isn't in the starting gates. If he's you know he's not in the gate, you don't get your money refunded. But I had this horse by in 1997. Horse's name was Silver Charm, and I had him at 75 to one. Oh wow! Which the biggest uh, the biggest future bet I ever had. I cashed a pick six ticket when I was in, in horses in oh I think it was 1980 for eleven thousand nine hundred ninety dollars. I had money in my socks because it wouldn't fit <laughs> in my jeans. <laughs>
0: that's so that awesome. one,
1: yeah, I'll never forget that one.
0: Well, that's, that's a perfect way to end it. That's great. Ending on a high note like we all want to do. Well, Absolutely. Thanks a ton, Ken. I really appreciate this conversation. It was great. And I wanted, it was great to hear kind of a, a pick a mind of someone else that's in the sports gambling business. So, and I'm sure our listeners will enjoy it as well. So thanks, thanks a ton.
1: Brandon I'm happy to do it I appreciate what you did for us
0: last year during the NBA playoffs and when you reached out
1: I owed you one and I'm happy to do it
0: thanks a ton to Ken Miller for doing that for us it was a great interview and I really appreciated him coming on and taking time out of his day to spend a little more than half an hour with me and that turns us to our final guest of the show we bring back Johnny Avello uh, DraftKings odds maker we talked to him a couple weeks ago we talked about his career he touched on a lot and we bring him back again this week to kind of just speak on the trends that he's been seeing in the college and NFL betting slate and where he sees action moving along and where he sees some trends this week as well so this is a fun one too so we'll close out the show with some time with Johnny here we go hey Johnny how's it going Doing well, thanks. How about you? Not too bad. Thanks again for joining me. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Let's just kind of start with a general question at the top. Since the NBA started this week and the World Series started, and you have college football and you have the NFL going and hockey, what is this time of like for you guys at DraftKings? I imagine it's got to be off the wall insane.
2: It's a great time of the year.
0: Um, you know, you get – you have one
2: major event going, and the other three, you're all in their, you know, regular season. Um, I don't know if co- uh, college basketball the, probably. I don't know if that's going to kick in before baseball ends, but that's when you really have them all going. Um, that may baseball may end before we get to that point, but uh, it's an exciting time. It's good for betters. You got good action every night. and You have got at least probably, you know, twenty different on, during weekdays. you've probably got 20 different games to play. And if you look at all the different types of events to bet, you know, with each event, each game having at least 10 or 20 options, you know, it's just uh, unlimited what you can do.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's got to be pretty busy for you. What's your kind of day-to-day schedule like during this time?
2: Um, Well, you know, the baseball now, since we don't have to worry about baseball uh, full schedules, uh we're down to just one game a, a day at the most um you know tonight we've got uh got an NFL game we've got a college football game so you know to, tonight we're looking at um two events and uh you know tomorrow i think we might get tomorrow we might have uh you know the, the a college football game and a and a baseball game and then and plus all the hockey and stuff so yeah we're good because we get all stuff up the day before you know our hockey and our um our hockey and our basketball are up the previous day so it's about adjustments the day of and so like we have to do all the work that particular day for you know events for that day um so it's it's good it's just ongoing and always trying to come up with some new ideas and uh either on content or how to increase business or you know and new jurisdictions we're moving into and uh what that's going to entail so every day is just uh you know full of uh it's an adventure i should say
0: <laughs> yeah it sounds like it so let's just take a quick second just to look back last weekend were there any big bets that you guys took at DraftKings, or was there any did the public win a lot last week or did you guys kind of cover a lot what were some of the trends that you saw last weekend
2: We actually did pretty good last weekend um let me go back and look at that slate and I'll tell you what games were pretty good for us. And and you're
0: talking about pro pro football or college? Either or whichever one you think is more exciting from the last week.
2: Yep. Okay. Um I think pro football the Notre Dame uh let's see not not the uh let's see. Uh, let's talk about the let's talk about the uh pro football first. The the uh Jacksonville was a game that was we took some big bets on. I think we took uh like a six figure the like $300,000 bet on the Jags. So I know that wasn't a good game for us. Um I know they the players also bet the Rams, but they also bet the Redskins, the the uh they also bet the the Bears. Uh, they also bet the Eagles. That was a really good game for us. That was the last game of the night. Um and they it was one of the game I think was good. Oh, and they actually bet the Raiders too, so the Packer game was a good one for us. So mm-hmm. overall it was it was a good solid day in pro football. Uh in college, we look back at some of the games that it remember where we had some good action on. Um Utah State against Nevada I know that was a good game for us That moved that game moved a couple points Towards Nevada uh, Some games Of notoriety at least Where people can identify with Penn State um, Penn State Michigan uh, That game turned out pretty good for us Game opened 7.5 Actually went up to about 8.5 or so And ended up closing 7.5 So never touched the Game ended up winning by seven, but we never were at seven, so uh, Mm. that game worked out okay for us. Um, LSU, I know, was bet from 17.5 up to 20.5, and and they covered relatively easy. Uh, And I think the Oregon-Washington game, Oregon was bet up from. Uh, open a number one and a half up to three, and they covers by four. But overall, the whole mix of college football um, worked out for us pretty well.
0: Okay, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And kind of correct me if I'm wrong, this week, at least with the college slate, it almost looks like there's been a lot of movement on the lines this week. Is that kind of typical how it's been this year, or, or am I just not noticed, or is it a, a rarity? Uh no, the
2: the lines always move in college football uh, more than the pros. You know to see a move in the pros, probably anything up to one point and a half. You know that that happens, and that's that's fairly common in college. Sometimes you'll see games move six points. I mean, it just happens. Uh, not normally a a big game. You know, like a not a game like a Iowa North. It's Western, not that type of a game, but a game like a, you know, it's Southern Miss Rice or a, mm-hmm.
1: you
2: know, a Marshall Western Kentucky game. It's not unusual to see a game like that move six points sometimes off the opening number. And remember that we put up some of these games on all of the college games on the Sunday before we usually get them up around noon or so. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're, pretty virgin numbers up there. So they, they tend to move rather quickly.
0: So are there any college games out there this week that you guys have been seeing a lot of action on that are kind of sticking out in your mind?
2: One game is that that's a terrible game, uh, that we're seeing a little bit of action on is Connecticut, Massachusetts,
0: you
2: know, two, one (laughs) and six teams, uh, Connecticut opened seven and a half up to 10. Uh, so that's one of the kind of bigger movers this week. Uh, Let me look here. Uh, South Florida uh, opened at East Carolina, open a pick. That's up to two. Let's look at some bigger games here. Let's see if we – Stanford, uh, Arizona, I don't even have up yet because Stanford, uh, two quarterbacks. You know, we don't know if either one of those guys are going to play, so we're just waiting to get a status on that. Uh, Michigan-Penn State. That game, that number hasn't moved, but I know that's that's drawing some action. That, that's probably going to be one of the bigger betting games of the week. And Wisconsin, Ohio State, um, Ohio State opened up uh, four, fourteen, went up to fifteen and a half now at fourteen and a half. So <clears throat> that's going to be all your your uh, that get That's a nine o'clock game in the morning for us on the West Coast. For you, what's that though?
0: that would be 11
2: o'clock, yeah. So that would be 11 for you. So that's going to be a big betting game. And then LSU, Auburn at 1230. That line went from 11 down to 10 and a half. Uh, that's going to be a big betting game. And then the night game, the 430, is going to be Notre Dame-Michigan. That game went from Michigan one and a half, and and Notre Dame is now the favorite uh, at one. So got three high-profile games during the course of the day and a lot of other stuff to sprinkle in between.
0: Speaking of Notre Dame, do you since it's a, a national program, do you guys tend to usually get a lot of action on Notre Dame throughout the year?
2: Yeah, we do. First of all, they they uh, every game's on TV and it's it's you know on a on a high high profile network too. I right? think what are they on NBC, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and they're a good team to begin with. Uh, they usually have a good program every year. Uh, they play a lot of good teams during the course of the year. Like this year, they always USC, uh, usually Michigan, uh, Navy's usually uh staple in their schedule, Stanford. So they always play some, you know, really good teams during the course of the year. Uh, so yes, Notre Dame is a public team. <clears throat> um, and has been for many years. Yeah,
0: that makes a lot of sense. So let's move quickly to the NFL. Are there any, games this week that you guys are seeing any heavy action on in particular? Okay, let's look at...
2: Uh, let's see. The
1: Chargers a little
2: bit at the Bears. Um, hard to say why. I mean, the Chargers yeah. are they are just a mess. They find ways to lose games and find ways not to win games and that they should win. And I don't know. That's for sure. They're, very, they're really... Really tough team to handicap for, you know, for, for, for the betters. That game opened five and a half bears down to four. And that bears are no bargain either the way they're going. Um, the Jacksonville is home against the Jets. Uh, that game moved from four and a half up to six. So that's one of your bigger movers of the week along with the Rams at home against Cincinnati that went from 11 and a half to 13 and a half. um, so those are the two biggest oh one other. New England New England's at home against Cleveland. Uh that game went from ten to thirteen, which is kinda of surprising. Um you know, I didn't New England's just been they've just been a machine this year. I mean, in every aspect of, of football. Offense great, defense great, mistakes limited, they've just been excellent. Covering the spread. Um uh, I mean, they've just done everything that you if as, that a better would like to see if you're on them week to week, and but and New England's a team that's made, I would say has made the players money over the last ten years. I mean, this team seems to, you go back every year, they seem to be cover a lot of spreads during the course of the year, and and um, you know just make money for the
0: players. Yeah, it seems like they never seem to fall off, and they just and Tom Brady and Tom, Bill Belichick just seem to never age and never get old. <laughs>
2: seems that way, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so with with a team like Kansas City and with Patrick Mahomes being injured, how tough is it to handicap that situation with not knowing when he's coming back and there's such a far drop-off from him to their backup? How tough is that for you guys?
2: Well, there two things on that, game. Number one is that um, Matt Moore is not that bad. He's been around a long time. I think he's been around since 2007 or so. So he's you know, he's he's a guy that can come in and uh he's not gonna give you the offense that, that Moore's gonna give you, but uh um you know, he's hold on one second, but he's, you know, capable of keeping in the game. Second part of that is Mahomes might play this week because I just saw something where he's second day of practice. You know, today's second day he's been out there, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there playing. Um, and that'll probably drop this line down a little bit. Uh, it's three and a half Green Bay. That thing could swing if that's announced. He's going to play. A, a swing this thing to you know Kansas City to favorite.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's got to be kind of difficult for you guys. You got to probably be looking at the news pretty tight, twenty four seven. Yeah, you got to
2: keep your eye on that one because that one changes every. You know, changes the the game not by a half a point or a point, but by because. Uh, by you know anything up maybe to five or six points, so got to keep a close eye on that one.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I don't have too much more for you. I guess just one kind of general question at the end: Is there any games that you guys are looking at that you need to hit in either college football to have a or NFL to have a big weekend for a draft games?
2: Well, it's hard to say right now because it's it's uh, early. The money, mm-hmm. you know, most of the money won't come in until twenty within twenty four hours of each of these events. One game I can tell you that's going to have good action, and it's going to have good action in different areas for us. The Philly at Buffalo. Buffalo is a one and a half point favorite, and so um, Philly's going to be bet in the Jersey area, and Buffalo's going to be bet in the New York area, you know, at our place up there to Del Lago. So that's one game that's going to have. Uh, the impact on us, uh, you know, who's going to, where's more money going to come on, and if, you know, on Philly and Jersey or in Buffalo and, and Lago. So, um, so I think that's going to be one game's going to be a pretty good decision. Um, the other game is probably new Orleans, Arizona. Uh, we'll see if, uh, Breeze is back in the lineup this week. We don't have that game up yet, but you know, that game is probably going to be somewhere around a 10 point spread or so. Um, uh, Right now, it could even go higher if we find out that he's going to be playing in the game. So, you know, like I say, a lot of this stuff, the closer to game time is when you know exactly, you know, what your position is on these games and how the money's coming in. When when you see it coming in at, at a certain rate, then you can t- almost anticipate that, you know, that's the way it's going to continue to come in.
0: Yeah, Absolutely really all I had for you, Johnny. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Have a good one.